This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on my podcast with Rocky Mayur and Abhinandan. We're back. We're hungry. And we are going over a speed breaker as Rocky's voice suggested on Highway on my podcast with the two biggest men in Indian food and travel Rocky and Mayur. And Bird has also joined us on this podcast. You can identify by its call. We also have with us director, producer, extraordinaire Prashant Sareen. Hi. Who travelled all across India on many shoots with Prashant, with Rupak, sorry, with Rocky, Mayur and the crew shooting many an exciting show. And my name is Abhinandan Sekri. At least I got that right for a change. And today we will be taking you on the most amazing drive across Maharashtra, which is packed with so much food, fun and fantastic experiences that we will not be able to fit it all into one episode. So, we will come back to it. But So, boys, should I rattle off all the cities you went to and then you guys can choose which one you want to start with? Done. Kolapur, Damani, Diolapur, Kudal, Mahabaleshwar, Pune, Valsad, Panvel, Mumbai, Sangamir, Lonavla, Murud, Aribag, Ratnagiri, Chiplun, Thane, Kamse, Nasarpur, Baramati, Narayan Gaon, Nagpur, Sangamir, New Amnag. You're, you're sounding like a, you know, like the first day, the conductor on who's like, it's his first day on the job. Yeah. Listen, let the gates of Shariwar Vada open and let the hordes and the armies of the Marathas charge again and let us take it as it comes. Who cares where we go first? We can eat the chane, we can go to the big chane, we can eat the special chane bhi the and Rocky stayed in the best room of his life. A room he will never forget. Oh <laughs> yeah. None of us will forget. None of us will. Also, we won't forget it for another reason, like as we were loading the car. So, well, let's do the story. Let's do the story. Then. Let's go to Mahabaleshwar. We start with this place only. Why not? Why not? Okay. Let us start when the marching, when the marching army of the cavalry, the Marathas, reached the highest point of Mahabaleshwar. It was a cold and windy evening. There was thunder in the sky and water all over the place. And we reached a magnificent hotel late at night. And slowly the door opened. <laughs> <laughs> Ram Ram, Chote Malik. <laughs> I, well, I still remember the name of the hotel, by the way. It was called Hotel Regency. And I was thinking, first time we are going to like a hill station, they have these quaint, beautiful places to stay in. And then we landed up there. Remember the drive up to Mahabalish yeah. was beautiful, those winding roads. Then we stopped at one place. We had really hot buttas. They call it, they, yeah. there they call them the Maharashtra Mawa. We had the buttas and Rocky had that stick insect that he found. He had it on his thing. Wait, insect. It was a stick insect, man. It was like one and a half feet long from my elbow to the tip of my finger. Magnificent, monstrous insect. And it was fascinating because we were all playing with it while eating buttas for about half an hour. That half an hour cost us because by the time we got to the hotel, it was beginning. It was damp. It was night. And when he got there, it was a miserable hotel with damp sheets. Yes, because we as always went to the best places at the worst times possible. So our producer picked to go to go uh, to uh, uh, Mahabaleshwar at the rainiest time ever possible. Because it's so beautiful waterfall shots. And there, after a very di- disturbing night, we went out to shoot. Disturbing and- night? 
you had a disturbing night i had a disturbing night <laughs> i had to call for acid and bleach and <laughs> soap and wash my bathroom for one and a half hours before i agreed to use it it was the dirtiest bathroom i ever stayed in so i under the proud of you he says first learn to clean the loo then think of cleaning the country so you have ah, so step 1 i have cleaned i have got to step 2 also i just haven't <laughs> picked up my broom yet like i told you <laughs> i just remember that nikku i were sharing the room and we were so tired we just found the little sliver of like 3 inches on the edge of the sheet on either side of the bed you know which was clean and we just sort of just lay there in that pose for that whole night and in the morning i actually stood by the pot and i shared oh, into is, the pot you know i mean too much information like too much information <laughs> too much information the next morning after dinner hang on hang on at least you can talk about the sleeping on the slivers we had no such option so i was tired i was passing out and i looked over rocky went to sleep he's like i'll sleep in my clothes that i've worn through the day cuz they're still much cleaner than the bed he crossed his arms he put his one bag under his head so he wouldn't have to touch it and the other bag he went to sleep with he's like this room is so dirty i won't even let my bag down and that's how he slept the whole night holding his bag and like not moving at all yes and i put my arms inside my jacket and i zipped it up so it was like a straight jacket so even my arms wouldn't fall on the side when i was asleep of course to tere bare mein straight hai tere hai na but the next morning and now we need to get out and show the comfortable and good side up audience will be thinking ye kya yaar ye sale so as you we were loading up the car mayur decided to lift the spirits of the crew and uh, the camera people and the drivers and anybody in the street who cared to be walking by <laughs> by saying abhi we are going already but the only thing was that he looked in at the window and i mean he was standing on the balcony he did not have any clothes on like not a thread <laughs> He said, uh, "Mayur, yeah, we will go, but not like that." I am in trouble. I am in trouble. Please, thanks. I can. I can. <laughs> that is a sight that nobody will ever forget in Mahabaleshwar. <laughs> It is imprinted in the memory of many a school-going child and families who are going to drop their children. <laughs> no, no, I am just kidding. There was nobody on the road. Only our crew and drivers and Mayur, of course, in all his splendor. stood by the window like a phoenix rising from the ashes with his arms spread <laughs> i was really excited about the chanas because after that we went to this really nice place and all place dada dada on a chana. very foggy morning yeah yeah dada chana wala and was the perfect thing to have hot he was roasting those chanas hot and we were really surprised to learn that the famous mahabaleshwar chanas actually come from up and then he roasted them and then he told us this whole story that how he'd been there and then right next to him there was a mama chana wala Who also had all these fresh berry preserves and stuff. Do you remember Rocky bought a whole bunch of them? Yeah, yeah. Blackberry, raspberry. A typical, typical hill shop, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of chocolates and jams and cookies and all. We did a full sequence of those jams and uh, uh, preserves with bread, but outside because the shop didn't have a place to sit. Correct. So we bought all those preserves. We came out and then on the street we like opened them, put them on bread and buns, and ate those. So yeah, it's a great place for a drive. It's it's got some beautiful, beautiful waterfalls, man. If you're driving up at the right time, and it's really misty, but make sure you get there in the day. So if your hotel isn't okay, you could change it. <laughs> yeah, and remember that in off season, nothing works in that town, including the hotels, the restaurants. Nothing was open, so we just went there, got waterfall shots, stayed the night, cursed everybody out, and left the next morning. So now let's go to a place where there was so much that we will clearly leave a lot of things out. Is Pune. Now Pune, we've been to several times for several shows and several shoots. But I mean, we will not be able to pack all of the stuff that we've done there in. But like Prashant had said, let's start with the one place Pune is known for. Prashant, please tell us. 
about the Kayani bakery and how much weight you put on because of those butter cookies. <laughs> I tell you. So before we went to Pune, I mean, like it was at least about ten years before we went on this trip to Pune that I had first come across Kayani bakery cookies. You know, uh, a gentleman who I used to work with. He was from Bombay, and he used to get these from Pune or from Bombay. He would buy them, and he would bring these, and they were just—I mean, they were just beautiful. They are just great, absolutely. They have ginger cookies and they have these uh, butter cookies, and I mean, the, you open that box, and that rich smell hits you and just takes you into another world. You know, I mean, you can't stop eating those things when you start. So, uh, I mean, Kayani Bakery, and to go behind the counter. to the place where they would actually make the dough and you know bake the cookies was it was one of the most delightful moments of my entire you know sort of travels on highway on my plate yeah and we were we were sort of speaking to rustam so rustam and parvez are the two guys who run it rustam is the son he was a younger guy no yeah. so it was parvez's father and rustam's grandfather who started this together and mm. now they were running it He was called Ross. He had a music band and stuff. Yeah, it was very cool. But we went inside, and it used to be an Italian dance hall, and there were beautiful marble flooring on the inside the kitchen. It was spectacular kitchen. And we said, "Listen, how's what is the secret of the taste of the, of the Shrewsbury biscuits here? Because his Shrewsbury biscuits are like just famous all over the world." And he was like, "Are kaash secret hai? Ek hi secret hai hamara." I said, "What?" हम सब चीज में मशका लगा था मशका मशका एक्स्ट्राइस Had a remarkably clean kitchen, and it smells of heaven. And like Prashant said, it's an ancient hall. Uh, although I don't know if it's still there. I read in the paper a few years ago that they were planning to demolish that, or it was being taken over by the cantonment. Because that's all cantonment area, right? And technically, the cantonment it was a lease, and the lease was expiring. And I remember an article in the paper saying that they can't possibly take back Kayani Bakery. Does anyone know what happened? I think up, up till two years back, it was still there because that was around the last time that Rocky and I visited. So I I hope it's still there. and and you know the i've been there like 10 to 12 times and you guys have collectively been has anybody ever been to kayani bakery at at a time where you can just walk in ask for something and walk out yeah, yeah. always a line and stuff always is always at the back of a very long line no matter what time you go when it happens and then everybody is like putting their hands up trying to get the attention of the of the people behind to like serve you once you yeah. you get the order in this they they serve pretty fast and they were very generous to us remember we bought how much we bought we oh walked out God. carrying like 20 30 kilos of cookies yeah i i and we were eating all along the oh there's another story in that i mean we carried those cookies all the way you know down to udupi that was the schedule that we were going to udupi in that schedule and i remember that when i was driving back i was carrying all of those boxes and i got stopped on the border of karnataka and go and the cops wanted to know why the hell i was carrying so many cookies <laughs> and they went about <laughs> smelling the boxes <laughs> but that's another story but i remember the location it had a cinema right opposite right it was called victory or something like that and it was uh, because it's in the cantonment and it was uh, it, it's i i think it's still there uh, it hasn't moved it hasn't moved i know there's a lot of reconstruction and stuff has happened maybe some of our listeners who listened to us from pune can tell us It's still. Oh, yeah. 
army take back much of that property what what really happened to that no finding? no i i think it's still there yeah um mayur and i went there about two years ago and we bought a whole bunch of stuff but yeah i mean we would have heard if it had shut down it's a big it's one of the big landmarks of food in india i mean it's one of the most famous bakeries and the great part is you know that sort of just highlights the contribution of the parsi community to food in india especially i mean in the region of bombay pune they really dominated the food scene at one point because they just quality was so good and you know great hygiene very innovative food great food very popular food so you know you all, always whenever i think of these places like uh, dorabji and sons or uh, kayani bakery or you know any of cafe mondegar any of these places i or britannia and company i always think of what a great contribution these very small number of people have made to the food scene of uh, of mumbai maharashtra and india in by and large yep and kayani bakery if you guys know anyone going to pune or coming from pune tell them to get you a couple of boxes because if you just get one then you'll say shit i should have asked for more it is the most delicious biscuit it's the only thing that when we had the dabba opened i would put my britannia cakes aside and i would have those amazing, brilliant cookies muska muska by far the most tasty cookies you can find in india i mean you know of any kind but that's not all pune had we also had all sorts of good marathi delicacies there so mayur please remind us some of the authentic local cuisine that they gave us i know we've had misal pav and all every we'll talk about that when we go to kolhapur we didn't have the um, that that uh, food that was just most amazing was that in pune by the way uh, mayur which one we went to dorabjis which which rocky mentioned in passing which has been around since 1878 and do you remember did we do that on another show or did we do that i think we did that on highway on my plate also we went to dorabjis a really really old place narrow place he does this beautiful uh, biryani with like cooked in a giant patila and then he puts the coal and stuff cooked from on top did we ever do that i no? think i think you, you that blind. must be on the post show not on our show yeah yeah we not it was on a show where people treat us like human beings and give us decent hotels <laughs> to sleep in <laughs> no no but whatever it was i mean the rabji and sons is an absolutely incredible place and i think one of the reasons why uh, these places are so good is because the owners have always spent their honest hard working hours at the restaurant itself so they assure the quality by the owner sitting behind the till and they're always there i mean that they're, they're always taking care of of the food and the quality and the guests and the hygiene and the cleanliness and the service and you know that is why these eateries lasted have lasted over over a century in india in fact speaking of owners being there we will tell you the story when we get to bombay of how the old man at britannia gave us a nice scolding yeah. that was delightful scolding but but the, but the owner at at dorabji is young darius he's a friend of ours and he is a uh, you know he's a fantastic guy and he does a really really good job and he really keeps up the traditions and in fact he's got all these old menus up in the restaurant which is really nice because you can go and you know you can see brain curry one ana and you know chicken farcha 10 paise the menus from back then the old menus from the 1940s he's got like 30s 40s 50s 60s you know so it's quite incredible have you guys on on i don't i don't think so when we were traveling through pune we we did that but have you gone and had the pune's mastani no you don't know about the pune mastani that's like the drink <laughs> it that is this the drink i think rocky and yeah. i have had it's the drink that really defines pune yeah. it's got milk and it's got ice cream it's got fresh fruit it's just i mean i oh, thought yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. bajirao mastani but it has nothing to do with bajirao mastani <laughs> yeah and one of the best, the many places where you can get this and it's a, it's a real favorite of the punekers and one of the place that i went to for this uh, mastani was sujata mastani 
and it just so happened that the person i was meeting there her name was also sujata so i said yeah what a funny name was the last <laughs> name mastani also <laughs> sujata mastani <laughs> i was like ye kya ho raha hai yaar mastani but when i got there sujata, sujata mastani was a shop <laughs> which is very famous for its mastani and sujata was a lady who was showing me around pune and <laughs> then we had the mastani and that's sujata mastani So uh, this was on the posture. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really like that. I don't like the. I didn't like the masani that much. I mean, I don't know if Mayur liked it or not, but he'll tell you. But what I did love about uh, all of Pune are those sodas. Yeah, all those soda shops they have, where they give you like a fifty flavors of soda. You can take the your banta. Pick, the not the banta. It's like a paper cup. Yeah, and you know there are like these fountains of different uh, flavors. Yeah, and you just give the guy ten bucks and he'll give you like mango or whiskey or beer or uh, you know kala khatta. Once of one of these also, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, we shot a sequence there. It was just fabulous. I still love those, man. I have like three or four every time I pass one of those shops. Okay, pardon. Right? If I am getting the city wrong, was Sahuji in Pune or am I? No, Sahuji was Nagpur. Sahuji is Nagpur. We must go there next because that is one of my favorite meals across all our travels here. So, but what else in Pune before we head to Pune? Yeah, Bedkar, Bedkar, Missile Pav, Katagir, Missile Pav. I mean, you. Yes, we can talk about it in Kolhapur also, but. The Pune missile power is a is a very powerful animal, and we went to that lovely place, very small place. Do you remember Bedkar missile power? Yeah, I remember Bedkar, but the I think the best missile power that we had was that place in Kolhapur, yeah, where people were getting batches of hundred tak 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 tak, where the lines were forming bloody before he even started serving. Yeah, yeah. But Bedkar missile power, why I feel very special. I remember he was telling us there was a guy who'd been coming there for fifty years, Panduram. So now every time he goes there, he gets his missile power free. Wow! He had frequent flyer programs in way <laughs> back then, 50 years ago. Yeah, and you know the great thing about things like missile is it's just a wonderful snack, and instead of pow, uh, they now they do a missile and double, so give you bread at at Bedekar. But it is, uh, you know, it's a complex thing. It's it's got everything that the Marathi palate really really synchronizes to. I mean, it's it's got it's salty, it's sweet, it's sharp, it's chilly, it's oily, it's you know light with all the ingredients of the muri and the save and Tata. and it's heavy with the oil and you know so it's got all these contradictions of food it's got like all the six flavors that you'd want in there and then it is just a magnificent bite yeah the flavor just knocks your head off man when you take a bite muh mein pani aa gaya muh mein pani seriously remember it oof if you stop then you feel the bite of the chili so you have to keep eating yeah, <laughs> yeah. you don't feel the bite yeah so- and- And Bedekar, you know, Bedekar is good, and we thought it was spicy. But there is a new kid on the block called Katakir, and they're a few years old. And Katakir has one; uh, they have a choice of either regular uh, missile power, which will burn the hair off your head and make you blind, and your lips will fall out, or it has the really spicy one, which you can't even taste because when you take a bite, it just falls through the hole, it burns in your stomach, and comes out. I mean, it makes a man out of you. I'd gone with my cousin. She's, she's, you know, my uh, youngest yeah, aunt's man, daughter. Brother. She's That's like how much of a man it makes out. <laughs> she was 13 years old, and both of us ordered the extra spicy one, and she was like, "Let it be. I don't think you can hack it." And I was like, "Arey, dekh na tu." And of course, I had two bites, and I was lying on the ground crying while she was sipping hers casually, like it's a tea or something. So never mess with the punekar's. ability to eat spice i was quite impressed with her you know we've traveled so much through india and ate at so many places i think one thing that really always sort of brought home to you know to me at least that you know my god we've been to this place also into that place also was when something really bad happened at those places and i remember when we had gone to the german bakery in koregaon yeah. and then just a couple of months i think two or three months after that 
there was a bomb blast there, right? And I think there were some casualties and all also there. Yeah, yeah it was horrible. And yeah. so, you know, there's so many such places that we've been to which were which targeted uh, by terrorists. And it was, it was always like, you know, it's very shocking when you've been to a place and you know where you sat and then you see pictures of that. Oh my God, we were sitting just right there on the next table. You know, it's, I mean, that memory still doesn't leave me because I was really in shock when I heard about this bomb blast. That's and the breakfast at German Bakery, man. That was a really satisfying. It was a really good breakfast. What omelets we had there. You get Fantastic. Or crispy bacon fried to the perfection that you want. There are all these people who come, you know, from all over the world to go down to the ashram and meditate and all that stuff. And then to be able to get the food that they're sort of used to, they come down to German Bakery, which offers a huge amount of variety. I mean, it's a re- it was a really, really good place. It is a really good place. We've been back to the new place also now. And, you know, it had this very quaint old charm about it. There were some really nice, happy waiters and service was great and the food was fantastic. And then, of course, this study happened and they redid the place and then we went back and it's become really nice again. But it's a little more commercial than it used to be. It used to be like a really cool hippie hangout joint. It was so laid back when you went. It was like very, yeah. very chill. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like a hippie joint, you know, with these peace signs all over the wall and all. Now, of course, it's very trendy and it's very new and it's still very good. But it's, you know, it, it's sort of a little piece of the old world gone and the new you world. Know, the waiters are really trendy. I remember one guy had really nice pair of moustache. It was like this long, <laughs> drawn out of hair on his, along his yeah. upper lip. I was serving you guys. <laughs> <laughs> पेट भर गया है तो मयूर हमें ले जाएंगे नागपुर था ना वो नागपुर नागपुर से पहले मेरे को याद है की मयूर अपने ब्रेकफास्ट के सामने बैठा हुआ था चालीस मिनट तक लेकिन कुछ नहीं हो रहा था वापस वैसे क्या कर रहा है इसे मैंने फ्रूट बोल ऑर्डर किया था लेकिन ये बोल ही नहीं रहा बहुत देर हो गई है नेशनल हाईवे ढाबा Angkor Lake view and it was we were going from Valsad to Nasik I don't know if the highway is still like that it is an idyllic place and I told Rocky you remember why don't you guys walk we'll take a shot from here then you sit down by the lake and and we'll get a silhouette shot <laughs> Rocky again looked at me and we are not a couple yet we are romantic shots <laughs> Uh, yeah, that man. is that is something we should clear for all of you out there you know once once and for all mayur and i are not a couple he is like my younger brother we have a very sibling sort of pure relationship every rakhi he ties rakhi on my hand and okay. just because he is pretty don't confuse him for my girlfriend <laughs> it was a lovely dhaba but yeah. uh, the food was great but it's a beautiful highway maharashtra has some amazing state highways that go through really lush forests the paddy fields along that highway was so beautiful because it was an undulation undulating landscape and uh, you had paddy fields on either side of this road yeah and again really it was you know setting. it was the rainy season you have to remember a lot of india which is like gujarat uh, maharashtra rajasthan haryana punjab a lot of these areas are you know after the rains or during the rains they just turn into lush green verdant sort of carpeted areas with plants everywhere 
unreal and we had gone there in peak rainfall when they were planting the rice and the fields were full of water and and this guy who was there i mean the whole place was like a magic landscape yeah flowers and greenery everywhere and and we met this guy which is very typical of a lot of guys again in these regions who sort of come back from abroad with a lot of money to start a dhaba and you know live out their life in some quiet cozy cool corner of the world and he was there he was a big fan of amitabh bachchan he used his hair was styled like amitabh bachchan he was wearing bell bottoms and a jacket like amitabh bachchan i don't know if you guys remember meeting him oh no and he was uh, very cool and he you know of course he knew amitabh bachchan dialogues but he was like mera ek khwab hai ke ek din bachchan sahab yahan aayenge aur hum baith ke chai peenge yahan pe oh i remember that yes ah, what a khwab <laughs> I, i remember that i remember that now but let's head to nagpur and one of my favorite meals if i may there is something called sahuji food which i didn't even know of till we mm. got there and i met when mr fadnavis was the chief minister of maharashtra i met one of his osds at some conference and i told him i said you know what guys the biggest export of maharashtra should be bloody this sahuji food yeah i didn't even know it not sahu to- it's sao sauji sauji s a o j i sauji food so if any of you have an opportunity to go to a sauji restaurant check it out and if any of you work for the government of maharashtra you know like the assam bhavan here in delhi started a paradise ka branch here or the andhra bhavan is famous for its food everyone in delhi at some point will go to andhra bhavan for a lunch for their buffet or whatever they call it the thali you have to start a sauji restaurant in different parts of the country no i my vote is for it man i mean sauji is a magnificent cuisine and you know there are so many stories of why it is as spicy as it is and you know one story is that it belongs to a very impoverished section of society where they didn't have enough money so they would put so much chili in their food the children would take a bite and you know they eat it with roti and they eat very little because it was so spicy and they drink a lot of water that however is a myth uh, but uh, you know it's just one of those stories but whatever the reason is the fact is that the food has so much chili and so much spice that the color of every meat and it's predominantly a non vegetarian cuisine becomes black in color upon cooking here and when we went behind and we saw this lady preparing chicken i mean she was like ye 1 kilo chicken dalenge aur iske andar aadha kilo lal mirchi and i was like yeah the whole family was cooking the whole family was involved in that yeah, we, we we've been to two or three uh, saudi restaurants after that in nagpur because rocky and i have been back up then all of them it's the same thing the the men are outside taking the orders or taking the money and all but the women run the kitchen with an iron hand the men are not even have to like really ask permission before they go in there and it's all women doing all the prep yeah fantastic photographs from the kitchen uh, from the kitchen in fact yeah, we got a group photo also yeah i'm seeing the pictures right now it's there's this lovely picture of these little little meats so why i like it so much is that while missile and all also has a lot of spice having a spice with meat is amazing and the mutton there was to die for and they have a really elaborate menu it's not like five things on their menu the menu had like 25 30 things so that was one of my favorite meals and uh, it was in nagpur which also has the center of the country right yeah what are the zero point that is the center of the country right the geographic center of india is in nagpur we got photos of that too we went there and we did a piece to camera we have photographed there and nagpur is famous for its orange other than the saffron which is where the rss headquarter is yeah. but uh, <laughs> we have oranges orange barfi there was orange coming out of everywhere man uh, orange son papdi orange barfi i bought a ton of that i remember to carry back home yeah yeah in fact you know how the name came about was uh, amir khan and saif ali khan had gone there once and amir fell down and everybody said saif run saif run and that's how it became very <laughs> <laughs> 
someone stop this guy stop making me tell these bad jokes here yeah. but if you ever go to nagpur get the orange barfi it is a very unique beast it's not the barfi as you know it in the traditional sense and my absolute favorite is the orange son papdi and if you haven't eaten the orange son papdi of nagpur you have not really been able to experience what is amongst the best flavors of indian sweets because the orange son papdi according to me is just one incredibly brilliant taste from nagpur it, yeah. it has to be tried it's son papdi that tastes of orange oof <laughs> not it's not that simple i mean big mota mota it is yes like sujata is you know sujata is a girl you are meeting in sujata nagpur <laughs> was a nice town yeah. you know open not crowded like the other cities in maharashtra it was one of the more quiet big towns well now it's getting quite crowded because rocky and i like i said we been recently we went to a literature festival we went uh, i think one time before that also it's it's, it's gotten a lot more crowded It's also got some now new interesting formats of restaurants coming out. We actually went to a pub which had like all like pub bar kind of food and some draft beer. One of my favorite coffee roasters in this country, uh, Prashant, you'll love this. is is based out of Nagpur. There's a guy called Corridor Seven Coffee Roasters. Oh, how do you spell that? Corridor, as in Corridor. Corridor. Hindi go Achha. Hindi me Corridor. Prashant, T H A T. Achha. You say how do you spell that? It's T H A T. So on that note, we're going to be heading into Mumbai, boys. But don't Mumbai is going to take a while, so we can't talk about all the places we visited in Mumbai because probably other than Amritsar, Bangalore, Delhi, uh, and a few other places, Mumbai is the place that we've shot at most often. Uh, but before that, I had a couple of emails I'd like to read. Let me just read this one first. This is Sai Kirit Patri. Sai says, "Hi, Rocky, Mayur, Prashant, and Abhinandan." Firstly, thanks for continuing the awesome podcast, which is both nostalgic and informative. I'm keeping a note of all the places I need to visit whenever I'm driving down the highways across India again. It was really nice of you guys to read out my mail in one of the early episodes. You can count me as an NRI type contributor once you get the show on the road again. Great NRI type contributor, we will remember. Thank you. Spread the word to your friends and thanks so much for your interest and support. In the last episode, Rocky mentioned Puran Singh Dhaba and a tagline: "Meet me anywhere, but eat me at." I would like to point out that, to the best of my knowledge, that tagline belongs to Deluxe Dhaba, including the big murga painted on the hoarding. Being a thoroughbred froggy brat like Rocky and Abhinandan, I have lived in Ambala Kan for a few years and know the place like the back of my hand. Deluxe Dhaba was the weekend dinner destination of many froggy families, even till the late 90s. The only restaurant in Ambala Kan which had air conditioning. And uh, Sai has also actually um, sent a picture of that. Nice, thanks, Sai. I know I might come across as pedantic, and you may not even read this out in the podcast. But since you guys read all the mails, it makes me happy enough that I have put my point across. Lots of love from Munich. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep doing an awesome job, Kirit. Hey, Kirit. Sure, man. I mean, I I don't have such a memory like you and Rocky, but you probably write it after having visited over a couple of thousand places. Possible that sign was. Ambala me kira deluxe dhaba chhe. Or it was chepoed by like all the Puran Singh dhabas because there were like 18 of them there. So maybe one of them said that naam to Puran Singh ka le liya aur yahan se kuch le nahi sakte. Chalo sign jo hai wo bagal wale se le lete hain. Yeah, yeah. There's no hard and fast over here, man. In India, everything that works is you know flies. I mean, if so, it works, then it should be used by others. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. We don't believe in copyright. Yeah, okay. intellectual property. Yeah. So, It it keeps happening like uh, like we went to Tony Paji's place before we reached Bombay. If we do Tony that Daba, I don't know if you guys remember this. Yeah, yeah. Tony that Daba. How can we not do Tony that Daba? That is only 
and we have a very interesting story of tony paji's salesmanship and his skills as a salesman ah, so he had a sign that said master in visa accepted and arabian nights with hookah <laughs> yeah that too and he had a big sign outside that said ye emo emo kya hai and i was like what is yeah. this so he said ye badi achhi picture thi uska me ko line badi achhi lagi ye ilu ilu kya hai to maine emo emo kya hai likh diya so who chapod whose line we'll never know but uh, that line used to be at once upon a time it used to be at puran uh, singh also i'd like to move on to uh, bombay lads so be frugal with what you choose to tell us about uh, bombay driving is not a pleasure like it is in much of maharashtra most of you already know that it is the most painful drive anywhere in fact some of the shoots there have to be scheduled depending on where you will be acha kolava mein shoot karna hai to do raatein kolava mein kaatte hain town mein shoot kar lenge then we will move bag and baggage to juhu fir do din wahan par shoot karenge so that's how it is so should we start with town and the legendary britannia uh, where the gentleman passed away i think just earlier this year and there were so many articles that were written about him the gentleman that that we met the one that scolded us and i think there were two brothers but his name was boman koinur then i think he had an elder brother also now the son runs it but when when we were there he was there yeah boman sadly passed away a few months ago and he's uh, not with us anymore but what a character he was i mean he loved that place it was in his blood and that's all he could talk of you know how it was easier to get a license from the government pre independence if you had britannia in your name and that's why the name was britannia and company how his family brought chairs from italy that were done in the dining hall style that he put all over the place and still the chairs there are still the same ones uh, you know the decor how it changed how culture changed how people used to come and they were so classy and how smoking was allowed inside and he was just full of stories and you know the king came over i mean the one of the princes came over i, I don't know which one it was but Uh, so so he just had so much history he was like a, he was like a bit of living history of mumbai uh, and again he was he was very strict on on lines outside so he would get out and scold people who were jumping line or not being in line and he loved that berry palav that they made yeah that was that was one of the most popular items on the menu there at britannia and company was the berry palav and uh, what what a nice guy he was a great guy soul of the place he was a great guy until you were sitting at the table waiting for a friend who was late and then he would walk up to you and say that this is not a waiting room please wait outside when your friend comes you can come back in so he would throw people out fair enough yeah as prashant said uh, i remember i was very uh, in an agitated state which is my usual state when i'm directing was trying to like figure out where the calorie because this is a packed place it is very popular and i was standing in front of his counter where he sits in his typical baba get up with his specs and his baba topi and all that and i was probably blocking his view or blocking the line hey kya kar raha hai tum shot le rahe hai yahan se shot le raha hai kya ya pura mera block ho raha hai bahar niklo chalo niklo rude man yeah that was the kind of guy he was he was but when we sat and ate and then he came into the yeah. interview if i remember correctly he also uh, fed one of you with his hand right with a spoon no 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 he he loved the british royalty and he had this whole album do you recall he pulled yeah. out this whole album with these with these uh, paper cuttings that he had from years back yeah, you know, back. once he sat down it was difficult to stop then he was overly like enthu after having bloody scolded me to fuck off <laughs> i i remember that he just was not leaving after that no he was a storyteller i mean like when he sat down and you know he would go from table to table Correct. and he would talk to all his guests they were all regular so he knew them you know and and he would have a little word with them he would take their order pass on their order he was so energetic 
and I just loved that place because it was. You remember they had rice sacks just stacked on the side. Yeah. I mean, it's like in this large hall, which is like the main dining hall. They have rice rice sacks stacked along the side. And there was <laughs> there was story to furniture. There was story to the even the marble or the granite that was used, and also there was this big clock, grandfather clock on the. You know, when you yeah. walk in on the right. It was an original clock from I don't know whenever. And he very proudly told us that he got still got his berries from Iran. Yeah. 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 And then of course, so you could have a raspberry drink here over there. You know the raspberry. Oh, Rustam ji. Fizzy raspberry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Which was Young so thing. sort of. I mean, it, it was like you know it's a moment in time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been unchanged for so many decades. I remember when I you know when I was a kid, and when I was in Bombay, I still remember having those drinks. Especially, and uh, you know, and and then again, after forty years, I was having the same drink in the same place. Nothing had changed. It was so beautiful to be there. So, uh, Bombay, we've done, you know, Bademia, Gajali, Haji Ali, the Kailash Parvat, the Cafe Mondega. We've done, you know, the whole whole thing. So, the ones that most of you who have been in Bombay or have ever travelled to Bombay clearly probably know about, which is the Mondegas and the Bademias and the Gajalis. Bademia. Well, for me, was a bit overrated. I mean, when it comes to kebabs, if you're from Delhi, I went yeah, to Bademi. Absolutely like, right. Like this is like a regular kebab in in yeah. Delhi, man. But um, which one would you like to talk about? Because this is a seafood lovers' delight, and uh, Prashant and Rocky, you guys are the seafood lovers. So why don't you pick one of these places and talk about it? Then we can pick his veggie delight. Gali Bombay duck was fantastic. I remember that. If you want to have good kebabs in Bombay. The best, I think, are at ITC Maratha. It's a fancy place. It's a five star, but that Peshawari, you know, it is just some really nice kebabs. I mean, I felt the most comfortable and felt right at home eating the kebabs at uh, ITC Maratha in Mumbai. So they're just absolutely brilliant. And of course, you can have them at Bade Mia or you can have them at several other places all around town, and they are nice, but they are sort of not. It's, they're not the same quality that you would get uh, in in Delhi or you know in Punjab. If you're from UP, Punjab, or Delhi, you know kebabs are like so well done even by an average place here. Yeah, exactly. Not, yeah. I mean, if you go to Bombay, then I guess you should try the Bombay duck and the dish. So pick one seafood place each, boys. I think Ghazali was really good for that Bombay duck, right? Incredible, Rocky. yeah. And and they of course gave us these. Thanks to your celebrity status, we also ate well. They gave us these huge prawns done in the tandoor, which actually <laughs> I get a hand hand on. That was the only time I missed something. <laughs> Usually I would sneak one out, but uh, it was a it was really well done. Yeah, good, Reggie. Oh no, oh, that was Mahesh Lanchom, the Ghazali we ate at. In fact, the first where we shot. Was the one in Juhu, so it was very posh. We were on the first yeah. floor; it was all air conditioned, and they had yeah. a nice thali. But subsequently, Rocky and I have discovered one which is closer to the airport. And pretty much every time we have like a little extra time, we prefer to leave early and go there and eat a lot of food, and then go and pass out on the aeroplane. But the original Gajali wasn't such a posh place, and I think it's still there. I mean, we've been there, even if not to shoot, but just to eat. That was in Andheri or someplace, right? Know, the original was... Mahesh Lanchom also has many branches now, right? Yeah. Yes. So that's Ville. That's Ville Palle. The the Gajali in Ville Palle. Uh, that is somewhere near nearer to the airport, I think. Unless I'm getting it wrong, but yeah, I think it is the right one. And that's they the humbler just, place. But yeah, that's the older place too. I think yeah, that's the original one. And they have great food now. I think one of the reasons is that you know they have a central kitchen where they send out all their spices etc. From and of course the preparation is done in each individual restaurant. And that's the great thing. Yeah, I mean when you if you're going to get into food and you want to know. What makes a, a you know a place a chain sort of food chain succeed? 
it's somebody has got to have a handle and control on the quality of your spices and ingredients. And if you can get that right, then you can replicate and make as many outlets as you like. And I think they have done that really well. Dajali has successfully transformed themselves through the central kitchen into several eating places, all of the same quality. And it's not easy with this kind of food. What's your pick for Bombay? Oh, mine? Yep. So, man, do you remember? We went in Chopati and then, and I tried to get Rocky excited. I'm like, this place has five different types of khichdi. And then I had to listen to a whole story from him about how lucky he was and how. Oh, yeah, yeah. Five khichdi. I remember that place. And then when he went in there, he was like, I'm not missing meat because that is that Gujarati food, all vegetarian, but what fantastic. Everything from the drinks. I mean, they had like six different types of drinks. Including the panna and the shikanji. Yeah, what was and called? What was this place called again? Som. S O A M. Yeah, Som. yeah. I remember. And like, a so. biscuit bhakri with the panda, patata, uh, sabzi. They had fada khichdi. They had uh, oh man, they had those those vadas, the sabudana vadas. Fabulous, fabulous food. Yeah, that's one of the first five places I would go and eat at in Mumbai. Every time I go, and that's. Big because Mumbai has a lot of great food places. In fact, the place I really liked in Mumbai was this is uh, one of the you know later few years, not the early years, the later few. I think it was not even for home for some other show we were shooting. The highway Gomantak. We went in the later years, right? As you were entering, and I remember what I really liked about that. And I knocked down I think three four glasses. So when I paid liquid, say, burst. We had had a really good that pink kokam curry. Hoti, na, kokam curry. Soul curry. Soul curry. Soul curry. Soul curry. So it's this like. It's like a, I guess the Marathi, Maharashtrian version of a buttermilk or whatever it is. It's like, but it tastes delicious. And we had a really good one somewhere in the on the highway. Do you remember this Haba we stopped at? I don't at even remember. Ashwarya's at Ashwarya Rai's village. Right. This was on our way to Goa. We had stopped at night, and that was the place where we had come across some truckers who were trucking all the way from Lucknow or from UP all the way down to Goa. You know, in those open chassis that, that they were driving. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Correct. And we took a ride on that also. Ride on that. So th- that dhaba had amazing kokum, whatever this. Sorry, what's it called again? Solkari. 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 And then it is this Gomantak in Bombay, or just outskirts of Bombay that I really like the solkari, and they also had some fantastic food that I loved. So I'll never forget my meal there. Yeah. Another piece of trivia that was one of the places where Mayur left his mark by the roadside. Yeah. My mask. I mean, the odd things that I remember. I'm sorry, it's just my memory. <laughs> Good for you, man. That's the whole idea. But listen, just to just to tell everybody, Niku, don't just say Solkari like this in passing. It is a national treasure. It's had all along the Konkan coast, of which Malwan is a part. So all the way from Bombay down to Goa, and Solkari has the skin of the kokum fruit. It's a souring agent uh, used in a lot of cooking. But they do that. They do coconut milk. They put chilies. They put ginger. They put some other spices, and then you get this beautiful pink digestive drink. I mean, I'll I'll probably get shot for this by somebody, but I even prefer it to the ampanna. Oh, I, I definitely sweet. prefer it to the ampanna, man. I love it, yeah. especially when it's really hot and humid. That's why you can knock down glass after glass. But of course, then Bombay has the Mondega, the Leos. You know, I'm sure all of you have been there. You've heard of them. So you're yeah, not in case in case somebody hasn't. Cafe Mondega and Leopold are. Again, two beautiful old places. The old style taste of Bombay. Quick, easy, fast food. Lots of nice chilled beer. And just the energy of the 1970s, 60s and 70s. Yeah, They both remind me of that. So if you ever get down to Mumbai, these are great places. Put them on your list of 
must go to places so if i was to give you three must go to places i'd say uh, leopold cafe the parsi dairy where you must try the kurki and uh, gajali where you must try the the crab yeah mondigar if you just to tell people just to be able to go remember he told us a very interesting story his whole all these walls were painted by mario miranda yeah yeah, yeah of course so he afforded yeah. this was before he became famous i paid him 50000 rupees and he spent eight and a half months doing this and then he My had that cool box and can you imagine how Maybe. much it would, it would cost to have, to get yeah. a well now it's priceless yeah. you can't get a mario miranda yeah but 8000 a month oh, this must have been in the 50s 60s 60s that must have been a lot of money back in the day yeah, in those days yeah and of yeah. course the the jukebox yeah don't forget the fabulous jukebox right. that still works and leopold's of course another favorite of the terrorists and uh, yeah so sadly is yeah, very yeah, badly yeah. hit very badly hit yeah yeah like many 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 people perished there and uh, i i remember that that is also one of those cafes which is on that shantaram tour like in bombay you can take that shantaram tour right. it's also on that like shantaram was that robert slevy or what was that australian fellow's name who moved to oh, bombay oh the guy who wrote the book and, about uh, uh, shantaram the book being a prisoner shantaram. and he was in jail falls is also on that yeah. on that tour if you ever do that yeah or you could do the rocky and bayou tour and by the highway on my plate books and go to the places where we been because there you get some incredible food here yep and now we will head to kolhapur but not before we go to the highway dhaba which is not on the expressway the bombay pune expressway but there is a gentleman from punjab called tony who has set up a dhaba there and i will let one of these young gentlemen tell you about tony the dhaba and the food there but this sprawling place huge he has cages with all sorts of birds exotic birds you can get duck there you can get emu there you can get you know emu egg which is a huge emerald green egg which i remember rocky hoarded and i don't think you know it tasted that good for me at least but the beautiful thing about him is that he has a really elaborate kitchen and you know everything from quail to emu to chicken any kind of bird you can think of he serves it there legally no endangered species and he said what is special he said ab betho mangwata hu and he pretty much ordered everything on the menu <laughs> and as you know we have to pay wherever we go and you know because that is it's just not polite to say that we'll come we'll review and we'll eat for free and when i got the bill i was like dude i didn't even want half this stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah he had ordered on our behalf like some nine different kinds of rotis yeah and roti ye roti wo birds yeah. plus an emu and one plate of emu was like 2000 rupees or something so it was it wasn't cheap it was expensive but you know it's like one of those places that have really caught the imagination of people in the late 90s early 2000s which are like sprawling open places with manjis where you could go and get a drink and there would be a bar and nobody would bother you and typically they'd be far away from town so there wouldn't be too many people around and you could uh, you know just get onto a manji and eat way through the night and drink your way through an entire evening of having fun and there would be loud music and these were like really cool places these are little oases of where you could oh, find your sanity was a town near tonika dhaba i mean pune ya pune is in kamse Very far from Pune, yeah. Come on, it no, was like. No, it's about forty-five, fifty kilometers from Pune, yeah. What Mursal is to the Delhiites, you know, Tonika um, Dhaba is to the Puneites. He was just, I mean, he was also telling us that all the youngsters, like on the weekends, they come over and they have a beer and they have, you know, they they just hang out there. It's such a nice, comfortable, laid-out place in wide open space. So they just come to hang out there and go back. I wonder how the expressway has affected his business. Well, it hadn't. The expressway was. 
operational even then. And he said people actually take a detour and come on this road. This that was the old Bombay Correct. Pune highway which he was located. So it it didn't seem to affect him at all. And yeah. he never served any of the emus from the the few emus he had then. For those of you who don't know what an emu is, it's it's a relative of the ostrich. It's a flightless bird. It's supposed to be at one time it was a very trendy thing to like eat emu because it was like a bird, but the meat had more taste and more flavor apparently than chicken. And he had a whole bunch of these emus and. Those were not the ones that he was slaughtering. He said, "Nee, ye to mere pets hai. He had another dealer or a supplier from somewhere where he would get the emu meat. So those were just his his window models, his mannequin. Yeah, and he was he was a real character. Because we tried to put him on the shot when he was sitting with us, and we were like, "So Tony Paji, you kab se ye dhawa chala rahi?" He was like, "Ye dhawa, oh ye to pants, oh." And we were like, "Okay." We could not put him for more than ten seconds. Yeah, and we were like, "Okay, okay, forget this. Can you can you talk without abusing?" He was like, "Main gali de raha hu pants, eh?" And I was like, "Haan, ji, ab gali de rahe ho." She was like, "Okay, okay. Ab nahi dunga, ab pakka nahi dunga." I was like, "Please, don't abuse. I won't abuse." Okay. So where is this dhawa? It's 44 kilometers from Pune. And if you take a left path, then you'll come here as a path. And I was like, "What are you doing, man? One line to bolde." And he wasn't able to give us one line for the shoot. Not one line without abusing. <laughs> so uh, also, he had said the emu meat had become very popular because in the middle there was some problem with. Uh, because chicken. of bird flu bird flu so yeah. no one was ordering chicken so even after the bird flu scare went because of that whole cough of the bird flu no one was ordering chicken so that is when he started serving emu and became very popular and ever since he's been serving yes. emu you should never believe what people like tony paji tell you in absoluteness because he told me he says that isme na age na cholesterol nahi hota bilkul isko khane se body ka cholesterol khatam ho jata hai i was like but body ko cholesterol chahiye hota hai he was like nahi और इसको खाने से ना फैट जल जाती है पूरी बॉडी की पतला हो जाता है आदमी पाजी ये किसने बताया आपको नहीं मैं बता रहा हूँ और जो हार्ट पेशेंट होते हैं हार्ट एकदम ठीक हो जाता है इमू खाने से इमू खाया करो रोज ओके थैंक यू which i will let mayur tell us because that had the most amazing missile pa we've had we were also witness just by flu for a change we were at the right place at the right time i didn't even know this and i, I don't think any of us did they have an auto sundari competition where there's a race which auto rickshaw is it does stunts like it these two wheels spins then it races i was like amazing stuff so we will talk about auto sundari but tell us about the food in in kolhapur and uh, the chappals i bought from there are still lasting me and i will tell you why later mayo let's start with missile pav fartare missile pav the legend if you remember it was so popular when we went there there was it was it was like you arrived at at either a, a ministers meeting or a wedding function or something it was like completely packed we were standing outside yeah. in fact we were standing and waiting and i i still remember there was when that scooter mechanic ran across the road and started speaking to us in in marathi and then we told him we didn't understand and in broken hindi he said ke main aapka show dekhta hu mere ko bahut acha lagta hai and we were like but the shows in english so he said main aapko dekh leta hu aap haste ho main bhi hasta hu that was such an amazing beautiful experience hai i suggest the words he used he said main apne aapke aapke show ke through jo hamare sare bhai bhai hain pure india mein wo kya kha rahe hain kya dekh rahe hain kya kar rahe hain uske through main dekhta hu to mujhe bahut acha lagta hai and that was just the appetizer before we stepped into fartare missile pav it was done up you remember you have, it's wait waiting room only and then it's they've got a system where when your turn comes you go and sit down at these benches side by side 
and normally you put four to a bench. Of course, there was Rocky, me, and one third guy who managed to squeeze yeah. season on the side. It's basically like a it's it's like a hostel barrack. You know, that's how they just line you up and feed you, line you up and then move, move, yeah. move. It's and bad. Assembly line system. They have like twenty of those katoris in which they've got the full mix of the missile power with the save and the the sprouted beans and and then they have the cut. That comes out in balties, like literally steel balties on the back, and then they come and even there they give you double roti. Yeah, no pow, they gave that, and and then they put that cut, that oily, spicy cut on top, and oh my god, how delicious was that! Again, it's one of those things you keep eating, you can't stop. Your mouth is on fire, tears are streaming down your eyes, and you're like, "Bus, ek or khal." Kolhapur is absolutely fantastic, and of course, it's it's most famous for the Kolhapuri chappals. Everybody knows about them. And we went down to buy the Kolhapuri chappals, and there was a guy who was, you know, there were so many stores selling them. I believe now the industry has taken a big hit because uh, cow leather apparently is a big problem. But I may be wrong, uh, so let us know if any of you know about. How the Kolhapur chappal industry is doing? Do let us know. But uh, we went down there and uh, we found this incredible salesman, and he got hold of me and he said, "Aap ke liye main ye laya hu Sahuji Kolhapuri chappal." And I was like, "Ye kya hai?" And he was like, "Ye Sahuji pente the isko, aur ye isme lifetime guarantee hai." So I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Isko pente agar aap dunia ka ek chakkar lagayenge, to isme repair ki zarurat nahi padegi." I was like, "Wow, what a chappal!" And he's <laughs> And he sold those to me. I think at that time for the princely sum of like twelve hundred rupees or something. And every time I've worn those Kolhapuri chappals, if there's a hundred people at a party where I've gone, ninety of them have come up to me and said, "My God, how beautiful! Where did you get these?" And just to let you know, the heel is about an inch high. I mean, it's like an inch and a half thick. It's got layer upon layer upon layer of leather, and there's not a single thread or metal in the entire body of the chappal. It's all woven with leather. So quite an incredible piece of Art. I mean, piece of Indian culture. I mean, it's just heritage. I agree. Oh, In fact, I like it. One inch of heel. Rocky pura ho gaya. Five foot change ka usme. Ah, can you imagine? <laughs> But this Kolhapuri chappal is really amazing. The ones that I also bought, I still have two of those pairs, and they pound them. Basically, he says why it is. So when they are selling it to you for like an original Kolhapuri chappal from Kolhapur, they bend it all the way and it doesn't break. You see, it it it, it will like go right across. It says. So this is pounded. The leather is pounded. Then it is folded. Then pounded and folded. And it's folded and pounded so many times that it is compact, tight, and yet it's completely flexible. So I'd love to get another consignment of Kolhapuri chappals because I had got five at that time. I think I only have like two or three left. But uh, original Kolhapuri chappal is truly a work of art, and don't underestimate it. It truly is. Some lovely pictures of Rocky wearing Kolhapuri chappals on his face, which I'm looking at right now. So we'll put those in the in the newsletter. <laughs> Wherever you listen to this podcast on below that, there'll be a link. It'll open up a form. You can fill that form, and the newsletter will automatically come to you. You would have subscribed, or you can write into us at homp two zero two zero at gmail dot com. Give us your food stories. Give us your experiences and your feedback, and also you can tell us. We'll put you on the mailing list, or we will send you a link that you can fill in. Yeah, it's it's very cool. In fact, you know a a, a lot of. Uh... Parents in India take their inspiration on how to bring up their children from the Kapuri chappals. If you beat them and bend them all the time, then they will become really strong and they will last well. So, <laughs> you know that is at least there was one time around the around the one, world. Go one time around the world. I, I, I don't know whether this was Suhag or Parvarish or Mukaddar ka Sikandar that Amitabh Bachchan had a dialogue where he was like, of course, his usual tough guy. Whenever he want to beat someone up, he take off his Kolhapuri chappal. He say, "Kaun si chappal?" The guy would say, "Kolhapuri." Kaun sa number? Che. 
and he said no 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 padenge so so and he start beating up the guy with his cola puri chappal amitabh bachchan was like 7 feet tall had size 9 but size director had told him he must have been a chinese girl when he was young yeah there was the but uh, other than the cola puri chappal and this um, you know the missile pow we also you know witnessed this entire auto competition or whatever but we will tell you more about it in the newsletter we will not tell you so much about it right now so we'll send you pictures in the newsletter and we'll give you little episodes about that yeah but it's incredible i mean you just have to visualize thousands of people hundreds of autos absolute pandemonium and lots of tutris going off in the background with drums and nagaras and uh, what a what a what a place to be what energy i mean kolhapur is you know just comes alive at places like this but but that is a surprise we'll tell you about it then and what what is this babu bhai bhel who makes a bhel every day you don't remember this man it was amazing to watch him he was like in flow you know like to you see a person who's like his his muscles were like just tuned to make yeah. bhel puri and he was doing that at like an incredible speed and i remember ajay went behind the counter you know he found his way sort of to go behind him to shoot him from that side to him making bhel puri and his hands were moving so fast ajay looked at me and said sir main iska kya karu main focus kahan karu iske haath hi pata nahi kahan hai then we told him ki acha aap rukiye aise yahan pe haath leke aaiye then he took focus and then he started he was incredible and he always had a smile on his face you know never flustered there were like so many people just standing in a queue and patiently waiting for their turn and the bhelpuri was yum it was just it was his father who had started it the father was called raja bahu and it's in this little narrow street in kolhapur which has a lot of street food places i mean they have your indian mm. chinese and samosa and this and that but you ask anybody where raja bahu stall is and he has the corner thing he's called babu and he was at the back and he was he opens i think at 6 in the evening and goes till 2 o'clock in the morning and he at non stop he's standing there and if you remember nikku try and remember he was bouncing and we asked him why do you keep bouncing was he said i stand for 10 12 hours every day my back starts hurting so i just have to keep moving and he had his son and a couple of other people he had all these boxes and they were just topping onions and coriander and this and trying to put it in there and he was just making it wrapping it up in newspaper handing it taking the money with his little beatific smile on his face completely shanti okay i think i know the guy you're talking about i just saw his picture yeah and not just one kind of bhel puri he was doing several kinds Yeah, he he was a machine he was a machine and you know this is this is what people don't realize about the greatness of the street food of street food of india it is the most magnificent one of the most magnificent cuisines in the world because it can't be just prepared and kept ready it has to be prepared on the spot right from scratch if you cut a onion and leave it for even 5 minutes the smell becomes powerful and the taste just goes if you put sev and then you put chutney on it becomes mushy and soft within 2 or 3 minutes everything has to be done from scratch and has to be fresh so the onion has to be chopped fresh the potato has to be chopped fresh the coriander has to be chopped fresh the chutney has to be put on last second the mix has to be done right there and then so every time you make a bhel you are actually starting a process from zero and going to like 15 where you are putting a masala this or that and everything is done there and that's the way with most indian street food i mean even with chola bhaturas you know you'll get your cholas which take hours and hours and hours to cook but your bhaturas have to come fresh otherwise you'll never get that taste you'll never not enjoy them and that is why there are lines at street food counters because these are just such great foods they are cooked and eaten cooked and eaten they can't be prepared and kept here. while we have 
you know the tamda rasa and the pandra rasa and the bhakri and the sing singhada and onion chutney and so much the sham singhada <laughs> but there's so many things that we have to do in kolapur but we are like way way running behind schedule so we'll only have time for one more thing which i may suggest can be the chateau indage because let's also leave them ki bhai we have cultural experience bhi kiya maharashtra mein which was a complete fluke discovery for us we shall tell you about that and we have some of our most beautiful cultured looking rocky and mayur photographs from there which we will put in the newsletter but before that i had a couple of emails this one is from sumit hey folks great job on the podcast it is so epic to relive the days of homp with the four of you and now that i know abhinanda is also associated with homp double respect for news laundry by the way i just recently signed up for the homp newsletter so i only have issues from episode 13 onwards how do i see the rest of the content is it possible at all for you to put the content into the respective episode pages on the website that way it will be browsable and archived for posterity on the internet you know for the day when aliens visit 2000 years hence and want to archive our food history also it's a great revelation that rocky is a birder i probably don't have as much patience for twitching and wouldn't spend too much time identifying wobbles and pipits but this discovery made me think shouldn't rocky do a show on the biodiversity areas of india would be quite a show me thinks with his ready wit and imposing presence he'd make a very relatable host also he does look a little like a bird no i added that myself <laughs> <laughs> that was my addition uh, i'd happily offer myself as a photographer on the set just saying he sent his instagram link socially distanced hugs to all of you and thanks news laundry for keeping news independent sumit thank you sumit for your love and for this email man rocky come start yeah. with and we are very happy uh, a we made abhinandan famous through the country nobody knew him so now of course <laughs> no no I, i don't know which way it is yeah but either way it works for both of us because he's making us famous people didn't know that we were associated with him it's it's like you know having a child grow up and say instead of tu bukesh ka baap hai people will say tu very what hours ago tu bukesh ke neighbor ka baap <laughs> You know what I mean, yeah. You know what I mean. I meant it in a good way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I would love to do it. In fact, if any of you guys are on uh, Instagram or Twitter, you can find me on my handle, which is Ornithophile. O R N I T H O P H I L E I N D on uh, Instagram and O R N I T H O P H I L E I. on twitter so ornithophile i on twitter and ornithophile in on instagram it's a little complicated the name you may not remember it but you'll you know, find me we'll from do, my word we'll just put it on this newsletter so you would have signed for the newsletter we'll put a link of both rocky's uh, birding instagram and, and and twitter so you can follow him there yes and, and, and i have many traits of birds yeah. i mean i have an eagle eye i have fingers like talons i have a nose like a beak i have a heart like an eagle I have uh, feathers. No, I don't have feathers. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> don't lie. I saw you dancing in that new outfit you got. <laughs> I have a tail also. <laughs> a tail, a tail as well. Peja says lots of love to you all for creating happiness. Uh, and he says he listens to all the podcasts and he loves what we guys do. So thanks, Peja. Thank you, gentlemen, for writing in. You can write in to us at h o m p two zero two zero at gmail dot com. and share your food experiences any stories you'd want to tell about traveling around this country because until you can get to the highway we will bring the highway to you through this highway on my podcast and now we shall take you to this place which 
Prashant, why don't you tell us where it was and the gentleman can tell us what it was like, that their cultural experience. So this was between Nasik and Pune. And hmm. I think the area is, uh, it's, uh, it's that Nasik-Pune highway, Narayangao. Narayangao is the exact location where the Indaj, the Chateau Indaj, has their vineyard and their... Very nice highway, I remember. And it was good weather for a change. We had... It we was, yeah. Evening time. It was a beautiful road too. It was a beautiful road. And it's a really nice, beautiful place that they've set up there. I wonder if they still have it. So it's basically a vineyard. So they grow the grapes and they make wine right. and have this tasting thing. And that time, I think it was just for 500 bucks, you got to taste like six kind of wines. Yeah, yeah. No, this is very typical. In fact, a lot of places in wine country all over the world to make wine drinking more popular amongst people. They have samplers as you drive past all these areas and a lot of wine produced in that Nasik Pune sort of area, Chateau Indaj being one of the vineyards. So they put out their best wines and for 150 rupees, you can get a wine tasting of three of their white wines and three of their red wines for another 150. So all you have to do is like pay... No, I think it's six for 150, three white, three red. But that, we're so talking, in, Rocky, you're talking at 10, 12 years ago. I'm sure it won't yeah, be yeah. So 150 rupees for six six tastings and you would get all the locals coming in there who had developed a taste for wine and found that they liked it. So as soon as we drove in, there were these three guys sitting with the Gandhi caps and their dhotis and kurtas and they were sitting outside and smoking beeries and drinking wine and we were like, man, that is such a cool visual here. Mm. So lovely to be there in that place. So it's also a really nice place Physically, just to chill out and sit. If the weather's good, at the back they have where the actual grapes are grown. So you can actually go for a walk there. The guy takes you and, you know, there are these low, I mean, you have to bend over and there are these low places where the bale is, bale It's called a grape vine. It's called a grape vine. English Because unlike you, where you went to a dhaba and had wine on that Narayangao highway, <laughs> I went to the Fratelli in Sholapur, the Fratelli vineyard, which is really beautiful. It's like set up like something out of this world. It's like literally, and you can go and stay there. You know, you can spend a few nights there and get a tour of the vineyard. And That the, sucks, okay. The Chateau Indajwar is much prettier. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they cook special and they cook special meals for you in the evening where you can sort of pair their wine with that meal and so on so it's very Mayur, since all these are just bluffing their way through it you are the true wine connoisseur at the you know most cultured out of all this Punjabi foursome so why don't you tell us what was the wine like and was it genuinely good it was over with Champagne. When we wrote our books for I Were on My Plane, we even very carefully, we had to think a long time before writing this about saying that still the wine industry in India is young and back then, 12, 13 years ago, it was even younger. They were not very nice wines. They were getting. I don't even know if Chateau Indaj exists anymore. Fratelli, and now, of course, there are some companies and vineyards that are doing, some labels that are doing good wine. My favorite, actually, in India is something that comes out of Hampi. It's called Krisma. You, it's very hard to get. But that Chateau Indaj wine wasn't very nice. But the whole experience of just that was sitting nice. down yeah. there and, and, you I know. Loved it. it was such a lovely wine. It was better than having Rocky's Talisker with Coke. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I don't think the Chateau and Dodge. I haven't seen their wines at the local wine shop, but Fratelli is very much there. And I, I, I don't know which, what is this name that you took from Karnataka? Krisma. Krisma. Who's, who are the guys who made that champagne there? They made a really nice champagne. What is that? Chateau and Dodge. The Marquis de Pompadour that used to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was, I don't know. I don't remember who it was, but that was really good sparkling wine. Yeah, that was good sparkling wine, man. The, 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 what was it? Marquis de Pompadour. You're right. It was sparkling wine. And that's really good. I haven't seen one around for a long time, but I haven't looked for one. I don't drink champagne no, anymore. It's, it's gone. I, it's not made anymore. How tragic. I bet a bottle would be expensive now. Does bottles get do bottles get more expensive if the vineyard shuts down, Mayur? Yes. <laughs> Only if it's a good one. Not because it shut down because it was shit. Then it doesn't get more <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's you know it's, it's like India. As soon as somebody dies, suddenly everybody is like, what a wonderful man. What a lovely woman. What great deeds they did. They were so nice and caring. I remember when they fed a dog in the rain once in 1978. And when they're alive, they're like, what What a shithead. What a complete dope. <laughs> so it's like that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. now if it's not around anymore, please say nice things about them. Yeah. Prashant, come on, say it was better than the one Mark you Anthony to. says, the evil, the good that men do is, in, no, the evil that men do lives after them. The good is often interred with their bones. So let it be with Caesar. Wow. One wine specialist, one quoting the classics, and yeah. one who has one who has been to a fancy vineyard and eaten good food there. I'm in exalted company with you three. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are way out of time. In fact, we're way over time. Very quickly, Rocky's right. It was uh, it was Mr. Chogle at uh, at Chateau and Daz that that made the Marquis de Pompadour, and that was a really good. That was that was a good wine. All the wines we had there. Were not that good, but that sparkling wine was fantastic. But we will have to leave the Lonavda Chikki Heaven and the Atvan Poha Center at Sangamer and Ratnagiri and Chiplun and all these maybe for another episode. We have to wind up this one because we're out of time. So before we give you the food court, I would like to urge all of you to subscribe to this newsletter. Tell your friends about Highway on our podcast. We're trying to build a community of people who value travel, who value the beautiful landscape that India offers, the beautiful food it offers. And once this lockdown is lifted and things are back to normal, we will get Rocky, Mayur and Prashant back on the road and we'll give it a title like Rocky and Mayur Ride Again. And we shall bring you the most comprehensive and amazing food, travel and fun show and hopefully stop along the way so that we can have little get-togethers of patrons who will make this show happen. So we will evolve this idea as we go forward. But before we say goodbye and take you to another state in the next episode of Havana Podcast, let's give you guys the food court, gentlemen. And just quickly before we do the food court, because we've not covered a lot of the places, we must mention that Maharashtra has a beautiful and very varied coastline with some fantastic beaches that are like practically deserted and some fabulous, fabulous fresh seafood along a lot of these places. Great food influences, some real powerhouses of of like at least cuisine uh, along that, uh, Gomantak just being one of them. So, um, if somebody has the time and effort to drive down that coast, they'll find some beautiful uh, beaches and some beautiful just 
eating. Yeah, I, I, I hope you're going to do another episode on Maharashtra that we'll tell you more about to, the food. There's too much. There's too much left. We'll have to come back. Good, good. So we'll we'll do another one, and, and when we get back to it, we'll tell you more. And uh, but it's been wonderful. But I just want to point out that Maharashtra is another one of those states that I really love because of just the energy of the people there. I mean, people are by and large really nice and gentle and and caring and sweet. Of course, there's a new breed of you know intolerant, insane. Zombies walking around, which we are not going to talk about. But by and large, the people of Maharashtra are just really welcoming and really connected to the heritage. And if you go to the temples, if you go to the you know places of worship, if you go to the markets, you see this unbroken tradition and history that they carry in their in their hearts. And the Ganpati is of course incredible to watch. Just music, art, culture, everything is fantastic in Maharashtra. So more in the next episode. Pakka. So food court. Who's going first? Oh, okay, I'll go first. Uh, I don't like champagne. I like drinks that are malted. I'm so lucky to hang around with these three and company that is exalted. Arey baba. How can we disagree with that? How can we disagree with that? Mayuri Autumn. Bhakris, Thechas, and Bhelpuri at Raja Bhav in Mumbai. They have a fish that they call duck. Don't ask me why and don't ask me how. Okay, Mayur is back. <laughs> Maharashtra's highways are awesome drives. बट मुंबई के ट्रैफिक में हम अटक ले अब और मेरा भेजा ना खाओ आका माजी सटक ले प्रशांत यू कमिंग आउट विद व्हाट वेल यू नो आई वांट टू गिव यू गाइस अ चैलेंज ओके आई एम गोइंग टू से टू लाइंस इट्स अ हाइकू एंड यू गाइस कंप्लीटेड ओके लेट्स सी हु डज अ बेटर जॉब व्हेन रॉकी एंड मयूर रंबल कयानी स्ट्रॉबेरीज क्रंबल Wow! We can't say good about ourselves because if we're you, very good-looking and humble. Sorry, we stumble. If you crack the egg and put it in hot oil, you will get rumble tumble. <laughs> okay, Mayur, you win this one. <laughs> On that note, see you guys. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Have a great day wherever you are. Stay safe. I won't say stay indoors because the lockdown is being lifted in many parts. But wherever you go, make sure you maintain hygiene. Stay well, stay safe. Because when we guys get on the road, we'd like to have little get-togethers where we can meet as many of you as possible who would make this show happen. And wherever you are, if you can do anything for the people on the ground who may not have enough food to eat, migrant labor, get involved with NGOs or volunteer groups in your city, in your area, so you can make sure no one should starve in our country, especially when so many of us have so much. Inshallah. Ciao. Bye bye. Take care, everybody. And remember, hygiene is important because low genes means your butt cleavage shows. If you get to meet you, then you'll have to come. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Good night. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.